Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. A pandemic, a war, rising interest rates and labour shortages have made the past couple of years a nightmare for many businesses. So, what does the year ahead have in store? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Well, 2023 is mere moments away, so it's time to hear from our regular economics forecaster, Melbourne University professor Neville Norman. Neville, you may remember, warned us all about rising interest rates well before the Reserve Bank broke its promises. But for 2023, he has some good news. With a general easing of the incredibly challenging situation we've found ourselves in since the start of 2020, But to begin, Neville explains to Jeff Waters what he actually means when using the term economic forecasts. Good question, because these are not promises, but they are very much like what you get with the weather forecast. They're statements of most likely outcomes, okay? Most likely outcomes, MLOs, as in tomorrow's maximum temperature. In our case, economic things to happen, they're based on considerable research, if they're good ones, like the weather ones, and not just an extension of what happened recently. Certainly, they're not promises, and responsible forecasts allow for twists that might cause different outcomes, as we've always done at BE. Well, then, how about an overall summary of your outlook for 2023? Thought about this a lot, Jeff. Here's the headline news. At the end of 2023, November, December, the most likely outcome is that you look back and find out that nearly all of the interest rate rises that have happened in 2022 were the main ones that caused the uplift to the end of 2023. In other words, with inflation lower but still with us, jobs and activities slowed but no recession, a wages growth tested, and many price and profit recoveries, it is most likely that you will have seen most of the interest rate increases in 2022, not many needed or happening for 2023. That's highly controversial. In the wider economy, resource sectors and home building and renovation activity will have thrived. The federal budget will remain in deficit, but markedly reduced due to one good thing about the resource issues that have caused these annoying energy price increases. And all that's based, again, on slowing tensions or even a resolution of the war in Ukraine, migration staying stronger, but not as strong as it was pre-pandemic, to ease the labour shortages further easing of supply and energy shortages that got stuck into prices for 2022 and 2023, no huge wages surge, less impact of flood and natural disasters in 2022, and a continued stable government. That is a lot better economic outlook than many would have foreseen during 2022. How confident are you that those inflationary pressures such as the supply chain and the war in Ukraine will be lessened. Fairly confident, 
And, of course, if they're not, it becomes a twist. You can't rule out inflation going up if the war intensifies, the floods are worse even than 2022, the shortages are not resolved. But look, you've got to do some risk management here. And all of those things happening as a perfect storm like they did in 2022 is the sort of thing you don't often get. And as business people, you've got to say that that was a 2022 problem, not a 2023. I would also put the flip side to that. If the war in Ukraine and the floods are all resolved, we could see even a stabilisation or reduction in interest rates, although I think the bank will think that reserve bank cash rates at the low threes or even up to four at the most, which is what we're saying, in 2023 will be enough to restore interest rates to the normal levels, which they should have been and embarrassingly should have not been the subject of promises that were made so many times between November 20 and May 2022. And of course, the Reserve Bank has embarrassingly eaten humble pie on that. And I think the damage has probably been done. And as we remove ourselves from that situation, again, it will be a better economic outlook. Now, with inflation so central, we'll just stay on it for a moment. What do you mean when you say that inflation should be understood as well as predicted? I think a lot of people confuse inflation. A lot of issues like share prices and house prices are not in our measure of inflation called consumer price index. Get that one right. Also, I remember years ago at a supermarket, an older lady saying, oh, the news is inflation has dropped, but prices are still going up. Correct. If prices are still going up at a slower rate, inflation is dropping. That's the scenario for 2023. Leaving prices and interest rates, what about economic activity for this year? Well, nothing's going to stop the slowdown in economic activity, but Australia's done relatively well. And with the return of migration, the big bounce back in consumption, that's household spending that we covered in the previous rendition, better conditions are likely for Australia and certainly a limited prospect of recession. Just to go through a couple of numbers, real economic activity at close to 3% growth for 2022 is likely to drop to around the 1% growth, and that will mean the demand base falling. But that's towards the end of the year. The unemployment rate will probably rise a little bit, not because of any sluggishness in the economy, but because we're getting supply back in, which has a temporary short effect. And the really good news about all of this is the budget. And now, why is a budget deficit important to business? Well, with the boom to the budget, which the government has correctly acknowledged, it may not be back to a surplus, as some commentators are saying. I think that very unlikely, though, I wouldn't rule it out. But it means that government will not be troubling business with cuts and higher taxes and may even be able to deliver smaller business relief in taxes. So in summary, house prices, some further softening in the start of 2023, but then a slight recovery and budget balance closer to surplus. Economic activity slowing, but still rising and no recession. 
and consumer price index instead of the 7.1% that was endured towards the end of 2022, falling not back to the target range of 2 to 3%, but around about 4.5% and potentially falling after that. Given what we've been through, that's a much better outlook for business than many are telling you. And remember, the many include many who got sucked into the promise that you wouldn't see a reserve bank increase in interest rates until 2024 at the earliest. So it sounds like 2023 for Australia will be a lot better than it will be for other developed economies. Yeah, and just take one UK almost certainly having a recession, not as deep as some are saying, and possibly a recession in the USA, and very unlikely in Australia. That was Professor Neville Norman from the University of Melbourne. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more BE Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.